The Florida Gators have a lot of production from the backfield to replace with Damian Pierce and Malik Davis gone. Who could fill that role, though? Only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. Reminder, I'm gone this week, next week, but we still got daily episodes coming out Monday through Friday, every day, and then stuff that I'm having a blast recording these. I'm letting you know that right now. Today, we're talking about who is going to replace the running back production from last season, both as runners and receivers, Damian Pierce and Malik Davis. I mean, they they never really broke out in terms of production, but in terms of efficiency per touch, they had great seasons. And I think that when you're looking at who's going to replace that and I'm also excluding Emory Jones' rushing production because I'm assuming Anthony Richardson is going to top that um, or at least come close to doing it. So I'm excluding Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones. I'm looking at strictly running backs here. And I think the guy that you have to look at and say he's most likely to do it is Naquan Wright. Um, Naquan Wright is the only running back on campus on this roster right now that has experience at Florida he is a, and I, I realize also that having experience at Florida doesn't necessarily mean anything in specific, but he's also of the five running backs we're talking about today. He's the only, he's one of two with experience, the only one with multiple years of experience because most of them have been backups and, and backups, backups. Uh, one's a true freshman and one was a freshman last year who had one year of production. Uh, but Naquan Wright's the only one with experience at Florida on campus. Uh, he is a runner receiver type, which I can't express this enough. I've been talking about that. I talked about this last week and I was saying, you know, there, there's not really a place for players who are just like, I am just an outside runner. I'm just an inside runner. I'm just a pass catching back. I'm just a pass protecting back. There's not really a place for that with this current Gators regime with, with Billy Napier um, and Jabbar Shalhoub. There's not really a spot for someone to just be a guy like like where you're just a specialist and john garcia spoke about this on thursday's episode i believe it was of lockdown thursday maybe wednesday um john garcia spoke about it last week on lockdown gators and he was saying people don't want a specialist anymore they don't want someone who's just a pass rusher just a run server they don't want specialists anymore kickers are specialists um and that's what we're looking at with running back too we could talk about a running back by committee all we want but when it comes down to it, if you have a guy where, you know, oh, they're on the field, it's going to be an outside runner. They're, they're on the field, it's going to be a pass, whatever it is. That limits your offense significantly. So having guys who could do it all, kind of important. Naquan Wright is the closest guy we have to that because he's a runner-receiver type where we saw him be productive as a rusher when he was given the opportunities and same in passing game. And Naquan Wright did something exceptionally well last season where, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, Damian Pierce was a powerful runner that could create yards after contact. Malik Davis was 
a shiftier runner that could create spaces for himself by evading tacklers, not necessarily running through them, how Damian Pierce got it done. Naquan Wright's kind of closer to the Malik Davis type, especially when you talk about someone who's a runner and a receiver hybrid. But, uh, sorry, that's my cat. (laughs) As a runner, and I'm leaving that in there too, as a runner and receiver hybrid. But Naquan Wright was incredibly productive at creating extra yards. He was very efficient in that sense last season as whether it was evading tacklers and forcing missed tackles or whether it was forcing broken tackles, Naquan Wright succeeded there, which kind of puts him firmly in the driver's seat of being that replacement type back or there, that next level lead carry back for the Florida Gators. Just the ability to put him in and say, you don't know if we're going to run it. You don't know if we're going to throw it. He could do it all. I think that kind of puts Naquan Wright firmly in the driver's seat in Gainesville to be the lead back for this upcoming season. And honestly, like I've, I've been very open about this. I love Naquan Wright's style. I want to see him play slot receiver a little bit. Uh, I don't think that'll happen as much as I used to think it'll happen with the addition of Ricky Pearsall. Uh, but Naquan Wright is the type where you could plug and play with him. And it's an offense where he can operate in this zone-based offense. He's, he's going to have some fun. He's going to have some creativity there. And using him as a pass catcher, not to mention also, I've mentioned, he's, he's a pretty solid run run uh, or pass protector. So having him as a pass catcher and pass protector, y- you've got options to, to kind of open up your playbook completely with him. He's not super powerful, but you know he, he's, he's not a string bean. He's going to get arm tackled consistently. So Naquan Wright is my favorite right now to be the leading rusher, leading back for the Florida Gators. We're about to talk about two other options, but first a quick word from our sponsor, do you think that the Florida Gators football team is going to win six games this year? Seven games this year? Let's call it an even six and a half, right? Why not? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. And right now they have the Florida Gators line set at six and a half wins this season. If you think the Gators are going to win more than that, bet the over. If you think the Gators are going to win less than that, Bet the under. If you want to bet on anything else, baseball, tennis, football in the NFL, whatever it is, basketball, whatever you want to bet on, you can do that. Check out Bet Online. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. We're talking about two other running backs here, and I included them because not that they're necessarily similar styles, but they're similar prototypes, and they're the only guys that were on the Gators last year out of the Final Four that we're talking about. Uh, It's Demarcus Bowman and Lorenzo Lingard. And look, uh, speed and home run ability is what we're talking about here. I I think that both of these guys could be used as runner-receiver types. I don't think we'll really see either of them... uh, take carries into the teeth of the defense much, which is, that's fine. You know, that's not for everybody. And I think that's something that people need to kind of, kind of talk about um, where, where sometimes you're just not that guy. And that's why you shouldn't be a lead back, but they could be the lead back primarily because this is a wide zone offense. And I want to make it clear when, when we say wide zone offense, we don't mean that, you need to run outside every play. It's not just stretch, stretch, stretch. Now it, it, it's working this wide zone that's going to angle out 
kind of a bit and, and give you multiple rushing lanes to attack instead of when you're talking about a power running or a gap running scheme, you're going, well, we're, we're pulling into the B gap and you're running through the B gap. Wide zone gives you those options. And so maybe they'll choose to take that option out wide more often than not. They could be the back. If, if they have good enough vision, that's the thing too. When we talk about, oh, not everybody's for running into the teeth of the, teeth of the defense. If you have good enough vision and you're running in a zone scheme or wide zone, in, or wide zone, tight zone, whatever it is, inside zone, uh, you get that option of kind of picking and choosing your spots. And if you have good enough vision, whatever lane is open is a lane that you're going to take. And so we shouldn't really be concerned about whether or not they can uh, successfully run up the middle if you're doing your job of finding the open lane and hitting it. Uh, so speed and home run ability with Demarcus Bowman and Lorenzo Lingard is what I really like because big plays are fantastic for this offense uh we're looking at offense where we go it's going to be a wide zone they're probably going to play it a little safe at times but if you've just got athletes that can outrun the defense hey pick up those yards why don't you um and, and demarcus bowman has been fantastic in a l- small sample size during games uh during his small tenure in gainesville and whatever he did do uh in in clemson because of course again uh, both of these guys are transfer backs. Demarcus Bowman was at Clemson before coming to Gainesville. He wanted to be closer to home. Lorenzo Lingard made a terrible life choice and went to Miami, but then he fixed it by coming to Florida. Uh, and Lorenzo Lingard had a fantastic spring this past season. And I don't want to be the guy that's like spring stock, but I will say, you know, you know, he had a fantastic spring in this system while learning this system this is not the same offense that we saw with dan mullen last year it's going to have some similarities but it's not the same offense that we saw and and that's very important when you're talking about kind of translating to a different style of running back and a different style of the run game where lorenzo lingard found success in it demarcus bowman also has, pretty much every running back found success in this offense during the spring but lorenzo lingard stood out pretty much head and shoulders above the rest for whatever reason that might be he did and also i think i think demarcus bowman offers better uh pass catcher ability than lorenzo lingard we saw demarcus bowman line up at wide receiver out wide during the spring game um and and that's important too because we've talked about this so often with billy napier where he's probably going to have a running back that plays out wide plays in the slot and can go in motion into the backfield to go from in the backfield to out of the backfield and just create mismatches and opportunities. Maybe that's DeMarcus Bowman. I've been talking about it all offseason as Naquan Wright. And I've said with the addition of Ricky Pearsall, I think that happens less. And also with Naquan Wright being the guy that I think will be the lead back, I, I, I think that Naquan Wright won't be doing that as much, but it could be DeMarcus Bowman, who we saw again during the spring game, work out wide and, and also run vertically from that wide spot. It wasn't like how you see a lot of NFL teams when they put a running back out wide, they go, run a curl, we're doing a screen, stupid things like that. We saw DeMarcus Bowman try to stretch the field, and I believe he got targeted on one of those deep throws. So so it's not like they're shying away from this. If DeMarcus Bowman can do that, then he can do that. And even when he committed to Florida, when he was coming back, we were talking about him as, you know, he's got running back wide receiver positional versatility potential. Maybe we're trying to kind of tap into that now with DeMarcus Bowman and Lorenzo Lingard. If he wants to take some carries out of the backfield, he wants to take more of the carries out of the backfield. I'm fine with that because he showed that he knows how to operate in this wide zone. 
sure, he might not have the best fishing. He might not be a powerful back. But if he could do his job and hit the right hole and just blast through it, I don't care what you do, big dog. I, I genuinely don't. I just, I just want to see you be successful. And so I think if we're looking at who's going to be the lead back, Naquan Wright's up there. I I don't know what it is. I don't think DeMarcus Bowman is going to be the lead back. I think he could. It's weird. I'm like, he could be the number two back, but I don't think he'll be the number one back. Uh, even though I don't know who the number one back will be. Lorenzo Lingard, I think, is the second most likely, maybe third most likely, to be that guy. But again, we're, we're breaking this down into the categories of Naquan Wright's the, the front runner right here, and then you got the guys that were in Gainesville last season, and then we are about to talk about the guys that weren't in Gainesville last season but could eat up some of that running back production from 2021 right after a quick word from our sponsors to wrap up today's show we're talking about the other two running backs that we haven't spoken about and yeah there's there's walk-ons and whatever but they're not going to be the lead back it's as simple as that um as cool as it would as cool a story that would be uh, it ain't gonna happen but we do have two more backs we haven't spoken about one was a freshman last season not in Gainesville one is a freshman this season in Gainesville. Um, first up is Montrell Johnson. And I think Montrell Johnson has maybe the strongest case outside of Naquan Wright for being the lead back in Gainesville. Primarily because you look at Naquan Wright last season and, I mean, Naquan Wright, Montrell Johnson last season, and where was he? Hmm? Anybody know? He was in Lafayette, Louisiana. He was working with Billy Napier's offense, and we can't say Rob Sale because Rob Sale took a year break from Louisiana, and that's the year Montreal Johnson was there. But Montreal Johnson found success in this Billy Napier offense, and that's also one of the things where it's like <laughs> we're talking about every back in spring found success in this offense. Every running back individually found success in this offense. Every running back for the past few years have found success in this offense. Same thing with the San Francisco 49ers, where the 49ers take whichever running back on the planet they want to take, and they're like, hey, we can make you a week-in, week-out 100-yard rusher. Sometimes we won't use you at all. But it's the same thing where it's a, every running back that steps into that system finds success as a wide-zone rusher. And it's kind of kind of infuriating that they just do it that simply. When I've been a Giants fan for years, and I've seen them just run into each other, the entire time uh we've seen gators run into each other too but that's the sad point uh but macho johnson found has experience in this system he stepped in and hit the ground running in gainesville because of that experience also we kind of i don't, don't want to say um i don't want to say a damian pierce type role because no one can replicate that uh unless you're giving the ball to a linebacker um but macho johnson he kind of in the spring game took the bulk of the goal line carries. Um, and that could be what we see him do this season in Gainesville. He's not the most powerful back, but he's got more power in his game than Naquan Wright and more power in his legs than Naquan Wright, than Demarcus Bowman, than Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lingard. And in the spring game, Trevor Etienne was not there, uh, which Trevor Etienne kind of has that skill set that we talk about. But Montreal Johnson has experience in the offense. He has experience with Billy Napier. He's like, it's not just like, oh, I come from the same offense. He literally was with our head coach last season 
And I think people are overlooking that. Montrell Johnson last season also was a very good pass protecting back where in the entire regular season, I think he allowed one pressure or no, no, no pressures, no pressures in the regular season, uh, three in the postseason, but not in the regular season. So very good pass protector, which he'll probably be the main guy taking over that role uh, in the passing game, which likely means we'll see him a bit as a pass catcher as well, just because you don't want to have it go. He's he's protecting every single time in the backfield. So he'll probably be a pass catcher as well, but he is the best pass protecting running back on the roster right now. And then looking at Trevor Etienne, Trevor Etienne is someone that I think could take over that role. I mentioned Damian Pierce. I don't think Trevor Etienne will be that, but Trevor Etienne is kind of the only running back that we look at right now as the power back in this offense. Um, so he he's kind of unique to the backfield in that sense where he's got power. He, he's the guy that we think about when we think about an inside running game, when we think about a power running game. So I think he should find time in the backfield. If not, like even if that's the only thing he's here for, I think he should find time in the backfield doing that. So Trevor Etienne will likely be involved. It's an interior rusher. Maybe Trevor Etienne is the guy that when season time comes and we're, we're looking at, you know, red zone and goal line carries, maybe Trevor Etienne's the one where we're like, well, Give him the ball. He's gonna be our. He's gonna be our vulture here. Um, but I, th- I think when you look at the freshman or well, sophomore, because Montreal Johnson and the freshman and Trevor Etienne, I feel like they're more likely to be the lead back than Demarcus Bowman, than Lorenzo Lingard, uh, just because I think they've got more balanced skill sets. Trevor Etienne is going to be very interesting to see how he operates in this wide zone. Uh, Trevor Etienne is going to be very interesting to see how he operates as a pass catcher. Because here's the thing. If you could pass catch as a running back in high school, I don't care. Uh, if you can do it as a receiver in high school, I don't really care that much. Um, primarily because you're probably wide open. I feel like I feel like so many high school players would say, "Oh, he's a five star." It's like, yeah, he's just out athleting everybody, um, which is fine. Like that, that's something that happens, and that's cool. I don't care. Do you? Uh, but I'm interested to see how Trevor Etienne's skill set will kind of translate to the college game and to the SEC game at that and how he'll work into this offense, into this scheme and what role he can find for himself. Because just looking strictly from his build standpoint or strictly from the build of every running back in this running back room, Trevor Etienne looks like he's got the, uh, got the build to be the best pass protector in the back room in the back running back room. <laughs> and and that's, uh, that's something that's important here when we're talking about who's going to eat these snaps and who's going to be productive because Florida needs guys that can do everything. And if Trevor Etienne can pass protect, Montreal Johnson we know can pass protect. Montreal Johnson we know can run in this offense. Uh, so Montreal Johnson, I think, will be the number two back if he's not the number one. Uh, Naquan Wright, we know he can pass catch. We know he can run the ball. We know he's not a complete liability as a pass protector. Trevor Etienne is a guy where it's like, we don't know anything about him. And it's going to be very interesting to see how that works. But I think it's Naquan and Montreal are kind of I think I feel like it's a two-horse race for running back one, uh, maybe with Lorenzo Lingard mixed in. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free. Wherever you listen to the podcast, we'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators as we're talking receivers and possibly a uh, possibly hitting a brand new accolade that we have not seen from the Gators in two decades. Now make your second listen to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Raphael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest power rankings, and of course, 
big boards. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Line Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.